So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Re Entertainment Podcast, episode 173 for November 16th, 2018. My name is Nathan Reetenspruth, and joining me this week we have Andrew Rowe McFain, and also it's the 18th. Oh. <laughs> Andrew Rowe McFain, what's up? Uh, mm, pasta salad. Okay, and uh, we have Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Bash. My favorite time to eat dinner is during a podcast I do each week. <laughs> yes, that's your also also your favorite time to play Pokemon. That's that's what it I'm is. I'm not actually playing Pokemon yet. Oh, okay. Stay tuned, though. No. Right. I'll let right. you know if that changes. Okay. So let's let's get on to it and ask first off, where can we find you, and what games have you played this week, Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Bash? You could find me at Twitter at cyberpunk underscore monk. You could also find me at Mixer. I know I keep saying this, but I'll probably end up doing some streaming in the near future here. I got stuff I'm really itching to play. Three or four uh, years from now, he's going to be golden. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Oh, uh, before before we go on, uh, nobody's going to care about that who listened to this podcast, but it is pretty cool. You guys might care. They have the Avermedia capture devices right now. There's three of them, like the Live Gamer 2, the Live Gamer HD, which is a PCI card. They're only $99 for wow. the... Yeah, so down from $209 That's until, until the 20, 26th, I think. Yeah, the 26th. So $99 for a $209 capture card, which is... I'll have to tell this cam whore friend that I, that I know about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, I have a... she's been looking at getting a capture card. Oh really? And I have she, a. She, she's gonna get an Elgato, and I was like, "Don't get an Elgato." Yeah, Avermedia is pretty good, and and if she gets the PCI one, it's really great. Um, I have a, a cam whore friend too, and I on my birthday I tweeted a picture of or Instagrammed a picture of myself, and I was like, "Happy birthday!" and I looked really depressed, and she commented and was like, "Oh, happy birthday." And then my friend was like, she would like, I, I said, thank you. And my friend was like, she would like um, your thanks in the form of tokens. And I was, and, <laughs> and she was like, no, no, his words are fine. I was like, yeah, I have cam whore friends. <laughs> but it was funny because my friend tried to shame her and she was like, nope, don't care. But anyway, uh, what other people will pay for, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly. So what games have you played this week, Connor? I've been playing Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and that, you know, I've just beat Brock, so I'm not all that far. It's pretty, though. It's pretty you, fun. You have Pikachu, which yeah. makes the next gym incredibly easy. Yeah. The first gym, the first gym was already incredibly easy. Right. The battles thus far have already been incredibly easy. To be incredibly specific, I just beat the dude who's like, all right, take one of my fossils then. I haven't chosen one yet because I had some stupid podcast to do. Yeah, I chose the but left one. I feel like I haven't lost a battle yet, or like struggled through a battle yet. No, isn't that game literally for babies? I, I think this think game so, yeah. might be literally for babies. I think maybe, possibly, yeah. 
So I'm, I'm going to try to have fun with it because it is a recreation of Pokemon Yellow. And I remember loving Pokemon Yellow as a kid. Right. Frankly, I remember loving Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green when they remade those two. Yeah. So I'm going to try to just tap into that nostalgic twitch as, as best as I can and plow through it. But so, it's a little it's a little boring. Yeah. So what other games have you played this week? Also been playing Titanfall as I usually do. Also been playing Rocksmith as I usually do. Uh, I wasn't working again like it always does, so I had to fix it again. Oh yeah, yeah. Rocksmith is Rocksmith. Uh, notoriously bad. Chance you're listening to this. Why is it like every two weeks when I boot up your program, there's something new wrong with it? Yeah. Why doesn't it just stay still? Yeah. Why doesn't it just work? And what about you, Aro? Where can we find you? And what games have you played? I got a Twitter at Aroa. YouTube row one three three seven, Twitch also row one three three seven. Um, I've been playing playing a lot of WoW. All right, uh, so let's talk about me. anything else. Help. Why? I, you hate MMOs. I I, I don't. I, I've been playing it with my wife and her sister. And I've seen that in the chat. I've seen it in the chat. It's it's like I don't know. Uh, it's so bad though. It's like it puts me in this weird mental state. I guess. Yeah. It's kind of it. It kind of fulfills the same thing as the other game, uh, Diablo three, where it's like it's just kind of numbers go up, and and boxes get checked, and it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I will. I will say. Dungeoning is very satisfying. Dungeoneering? No, dungeoning. Okay. Um, like like putting yourself in the dungeon queue and yeah, yeah, filling yeah. your role and just running running around with people doing doing your job. Right. I don't know why I don't know why it's so satisfying, but it is. I'm actually considering I, I'm a I'm a shadow priest right now, so I'm damaged. But I've kind of been thinking about respecking into a, an actual healer and and playing the healer. Because it just seems kind of fun. And so, it's really weird. So because I hate MMOs. One thing I have a problem with with pretty much every MMO, uh, is that the first MMO I played was Final Fantasy Eleven. And the the great thing about that is that you make your character and you make, let's say, a black mage. And you're like, okay, I'm being a black mage, I got to level thirty. And then you want to try out a different class. Say you want to be a healer or something. Instead of having to go and make a whole new character, you just switch jobs. So you can kind of do that in WoW now. Oh, now you um, can? Okay, because I know before so you couldn't. You you can't like like you can't suddenly decide I don't want to be a priest anymore. I want to be a I want to be a paladin. Yeah, or something like that. So you can respec into a but, different. Subtype. Yeah, like the classes. Yeah, each class has three subclasses, and you can freely switch between those three subclasses anytime you want. Right, and that's so, and that's cool. I just like the idea that if you wanted to, you could have one character have all of the classes max level. Yeah, and and, and I I think that would be like the the job system in this well it, profession system rather right is like that too. Because, like, I have tailoring because my character wears cloth armor, so I want to be able to make my own armor. Um, but, like, y- you can have two jobs, and I don't know, that kind of blows. 
Like, yeah, I yeah. had to take on enchanting because the only way otherwise that I could disenchant my items, which is the most cost effective way of dealing with a lot of these items. Right. Is it, the only way I could do it otherwise is find another player who has enchanting and ask them to disenchant everything for me. Yeah. Which is retarded. Yeah, that sounds awful. That sounds awful. That's what that sounds. But yeah, so, yeah, I, so I don't know if my XP with the with the professions carries over if I like lose the profession and yeah. then re-get that was an, it. probably that was, not. I don't that know. That was another thing because you could switch out jobs on Final Fantasy 11. And you can do the same thing in Final Fantasy 14. But I haven't played that as much. Anyway, you could you had sub jobs. So say you had a level 75 max level character back in the day. You could have a sub job that was half of that level. So it'd be 37, something like that. And you could then go and um, like say you have a monk, but you could have a sub job of white mage so you could heal yourself. So that was really helpful. So if you're if you're going solo, you could go also monk slash ninja so you could give yourself shadows. It was great. Final Fantasy 11, best MMO ever. Better than WoW. Less less successful than WoW. WoW WoW has kind of dominated the market for the last like thirteen years now, fourteen years, something oh, like yeah, that. I, I, I remember when every, every MMO coming out would be called a WoW killer. Yeah, none yeah. of them were. No, not I, not I a do damn one. Really think that WoW completely survives on its fan base and nothing else. It yeah. is objectively worse than other MMOs that I've played. It is. Uh, but it has right. so many people. Uh, and, and I'm sorry I'm interrupting you, but uh, I had a friend. He he was dating a girl named Claire. And my friend was like, yeah, hey, honey, let's let's play this other game. Let's try this other game out. And she's like, no, I don't want to play another MMO because it won't be as good. And that's and that it, ty- it's not true. It really it's, isn't. It, because it isn't I've, true. I've goofed around in other MMOs that are, that they really are more compelling than this. Right. Um, but the thing is, is like, I don't have anybody else to play with in those games. So exactly. I'm not going to play them because like, that's the only thing that has made wow fun at all is the fact that I can, I can dungeon with these other people. One of them being somebody who is way, way too into, uh, wow. Is it your is it your wife? No, it's my oh. my sister in law. Oh, okay, uh, okay, okay. I never met her. She she has played since classic WoW. Um, oh, and like has done almost everything in the entire game. See, I uh, played times. I played so. classic WoW for about seventeen levels and got bored and went back to Final Fantasy. That, uh, see, I did the same thing except I just went, "Wow, MMOs suck!" And then <laughs> and, I, and, uh, and that's the thing. Not all MMOs suck. But uh, I, the majority I played, of them um, do. I played ESO for a while. I, I actually enjoyed that a bit too. I couldn't get but... into like I tried recently to play it, but I couldn't get into it. Yeah, I tried back when it came out. I really wanted to like ESO. I just it wasn't yeah. my kind of game. It was awful when it first came out. It's better. It is um, better now. I will say it is better now. But I, I played it like a year or two ago, and it was it was a pretty good time until we just got bored of it. Yeah, and I'm sure that'll happen with WoW as well, but it's it's fun for right now. Yeah, and so, and now that I have somebody actually 
dragging me through some of the other bits. Like, I, I never even got up to uh, level 20 when oh, I right. played it the first time. So, Yeah, I, I also liked how in uh, Final Fantasy, unlike a lot of other MMOs, a lot of MMOs just want you to get to max level really quick. That's kind of what WoW is like now. Um, but yeah, last Final... time I played WoW, I was a little uncomfortable with how much they uh, they fast lane you into leveling up. Yeah, uh, with Final Fantasy XI, they had storyline stuff at lower levels to the point where if you entered into certain areas, they would lower your level to that the level of that area. So if you were there was uh, the the Promivians, there we are. Um, those were level thirty. So if you were higher than level thirty. You better have the gear, the level thirty gear, because you're getting deleveled to level thirty if you go to do that those missions. But uh, I had some people back in the day who were like, "That's stupid. They should just let you be max max level for everything." And I was like, "But it doesn't create a challenge." Then, ah, I mean, I I do agree with them that it's stupid, but I would almost approach it from the other direction and ask why have a level at all in the first place if you're just going to drop it down once you hit a certain range. Because it's there's, a final there's, there's fantasy. There's ways. There, I mean, yeah, I, I guess it's yeah. as easy as that. Is they're not going to touch that formula? Yeah, it's 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 hard to do that. That's why. So, what other games other than WoW have you played besides? Uh, I don't know, probably phone games or something. Yeah, I mean, uh, Fate Go. Fate Go has had. Uh, they had the, um, the the early Christmas event going on this week. Okay. Uh, the Thanksgiving event starts um, in a couple of days. Uh, the The Christmas event's been pretty fun. Uh, the Thanksgiving event is going to feature Gilgamesh, so Whoa. I hope that Gilgamesh will be added to the drop pool because, oh my god, I want Gilgamesh. I've wanted Gilgamesh since I started playing the fucking game. He will be like the only male character that I want, but he's so fucking badass that I want him. I don't know uh, what this game is. Anyway. Yeah. So and so that's it. Fate Go. Diab- Diablo 3 on Switch is great. Cool. Uh, everybody cool. should buy it if they have a Switch. So, uh, but what if I don't like Diablo? Well, then you're wrong. Okay, cool. So you, you mean you don't like holding one button down, maybe pressing another button while holding down that same one button for hours at a time? So, if you do it long enough, a bar shows up and you glow gold and it says you leveled up. It's the best. Oh, and okay. Sometimes, sometimes if you're playing the right character, you uh, you can press another button and you do a different thing. So, and, and in my case, it resurrects my my killed enemies and they become my minions. So, so what I'm going to assume this is, is that this is like the non-drug axe way of chasing the dragon. You're always yeah, trying to, you're, yeah, you're always that, trying to chase the dragon, it. but you'll never catch it. Anyway. Right, if you caught it, the game would be but boring. It's, <laughs> it's just a more involved version of an idle game at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So I have been playing Pokemon uh Let's Go Pikachu. I didn't realize that Connor fucking nerds. I, yeah, I didn't realize that Connor was getting Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu as well. Otherwise, I might have got Let's, Let's Go Eevee, but whatever. Why? I, you know I'm not getting Nintendo Online, right? Oh, yeah, I'm not either. 
Yeah, that's ah, well. sort of an important part Wait, of that formula. Yeah. Does it even have I don't online know. functionality at all? It does. It kind does. Of, you I can think you could do trade trading. Pokemon? Yeah. I, is there battling? I don't know if there's battling. I would does rather it tie pay... into Pokemon Go in any meaningful it way. It does. It yeah. does actually. So Hardcore. at the from at the end of the game, you can transfer your Pokemon from Pokemon Go into the game. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So anyway, I got it. Um, I hate the control control scheme. Hate it. Absolutely hate it. It won't let you use the pro controller. That's Which the first. Which is the worst thing they could have done. If yeah. they patch that in, it would be one of the saving graces for this game. But then, yeah, but it like requires motion controls, right? Yeah, it doesn't need to though. It doesn't need to. It doesn't require motion controls if you have it in handheld mode, does it? Nope. Yeah, and that's my preferred way of playing it for that wow, sole that's reason. Kind yeah. of really stupid. Yeah, and you, you still have to pick up your switch and move it around like wait, some wait, asshole not it... trying to knock everything over in your house. What's does up? it like? Does it require you to use the touch screen in handheld mode? You could use it to play with your Pikachu or your Eevee, but I haven't found any other uses for it other than that yet. You can't yeah. even use it to catch the Pokemon? Can't no. even use it. Um, can you? I haven't I've, tried. I have no idea. No idea. Hold I've, on. This is, I, uh, this is for science. I That's never... like the most obvious thing to me is that if you're going to make a a Pokemon Go spinoff, which that's... Think about the fact that there's a spinoff of a spinoff. Yeah. There. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you're gonna make a Pokemon Go spinoff, you'd think that they would implement. But I was talking the 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 motion controls. Like, I don't understand it because it uses the Joy-Con, obviously. But sometimes I'll make the same move, the same motion. I'll hold it right and I'll make the same motion, and my Pokeball will just fly like eighty meters to the right. It's mm-hmm. because the motion controls for the Switch are not very good. Oh, yeah, that's why. Okay. Because uh, it's relying entirely on the gyro sensor. Yeah. Instead of, like, the Wii could could at least fall back on the... Uh, the, 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 the motion sensor at the, the bar. Yeah. Which, yeah apparently, the bar the the which apparently just creates IR lights. So you yep. can literally use candles or, like, mm-hmm. Christmas lights. I, uh, so, so on... on uh, the uh, fucking the game on Wii U, the Nintendo Land. Okay, um, yes. It, it required one. you to point the Wii remote at the screen to calibrate, but then didn't require the actual like the the lights after that point for certain games. Oh wow! And and so uh, I brought it somewhere once and forgot the di- light I didn't bar. Bring the I didn't bring the sensor bar, and so. Uh, we didn't have any candles because I knew that was a thing. So what we ended up doing was I grabbed two uh, IR remotes, like like TV remotes, <laughs> put them on top of the TV, and just held a button down on each of them, and it said just to start mashing on A with it pointed at the TV, and it worked. <laughs> well done, video game MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's pretty great. Um. <laughs> But yeah, the so live I, update, you cannot use the touchscreen in handheld mode to catch Pokemon in Pokemon Go. Okay. Well, that's stupid. It's, I feel, I'm pretty sure it's the same engine, though, because yeah. it sure does feel familiar to using the game. It's probably the, the Unity. Yeah, so here's the, here's the thing about it. I hate the controls, but there again, like, like you were saying with Diablo, there's a little something where even though it's stupid... I enjoy the catching. I enjoy catching Pokemon and being like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get it." Oh yeah, I got the Pokemon. Like, 
that's just it's ingrained and it releases endorphins and i'm like yeah i got a pokemon what it what it really is is that we're all slowly discovering that this is it's just what video games have always been oh it is it's it just always chasing has been. After flashing lights and yeah and saying that you're doing a good job mm-hmm. yeah it's a virtual skinner box basically we need to do that like get together make a make a game that is like horribly difficult kind of like dark souls but then afterwards after you die or fall down a cliff or something it says you're doing a good job keep up the good work like just have <laughs> i think that's super... called undertale oh <laughs> i was actually thinking that exact thing it's like games don't worry you you're, you're you'll do it you can do it you got this we believe in you and then be like point uh, zero one charisma um <laughs> th- here's another thing i'm gonna switch back to final fantasy one thing i did not like about that game was leveling up anything was difficult in that game um fishing you would fish for like four hours and it would be like point one skill up and you're like thanks thanks game thanks a lot and there was a limit to how much you could fish you could only you could only fish up like two hundred magic car or magic carp. You could only uh, fish up too much uh, two hundred fish in one day. Well, that's dumb. Yeah, See, that's how they that's make Korean keep on coming shit. back every day. So the the reason why they did that was because there was a quest that you had to turn in like two hundred thousand or something. Like you, you had know, to turn in. I think in I remember a old roommate telling me about that. Wasn't yeah. it like super impossible to do though? No, it wasn't impossible to do. People did it regularly. Uh, a lot of times people would buy a lot of the fish on the marketplace, but you could just sit there and fish. There were people who just spent you know, a couple hours a day fishing up all of the fish they could. and then you I'm paying the... for this, they think, sitting in their computer chair. Yeah, and then and then you ended up getting the a super it's a two million gill fishing rod at the time. so pretty good, pretty good fishing rod. Anyway, let's move on to Fallout 76. That's another <laughs> another game I've been playing, and it's it's okay. It's all right. I have fun with it. So Everyone yeah. I know who's like played it to the end game doesn't like it anymore. Oh, really? Which is weird because all my real-life friends who are still playing it are just obsessed with it. I've, oh. I've watched, I think, every video I've watched of it this week has been talking about how it is one of the biggest insults to any intelligent human being that has ever been released. And, what What uh, do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? That certainly is an opinion. Yes. Um. So ba- basically, that like it's not a Fallout game by any means. Yeah. Um. It's it's a broken, buggy mess with barely anything to do. Wait, wait, wait! You said it wasn't a Fallout game. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Whoa! Wow! Um, hey, go on like like a lot of a lot of what i've seen like the gameplay just looks like it's it's what every bethesda game has always been just without the the gloss of an engaging story and interesting quests and and all that to hide the fact that it's a game that could probably be outmade by an indie developer with a $200,000 Kickstarter budget. Yeah. I mean, to be to be fair in the in the game's defense, uh 
some of the sto- some of the quests I've had fun with and and I thought were pretty engaging. Have you seen any server issues? Uh one. I've seen one server issue. Because and that was I, today. Like, I guess I guess right or like right after the game came out, Bethesda was not prepared at all for how many people. Yeah, um, that's okay. So a, a game launch, an online game launched. Got it. Yeah, all and, of them. And like, like yes. it was, it was just pathetic. Yeah, just the fact that though that that like even if you want to play it as a single player game, you can't. Yeah, you just can't. <laughs> because yeah, that's a pain if in the, the server stops working, then the game just closes. It, well, this like, is what happened to me. The, today, I logged in, and you know, I, it's like world found, and I, I got loaded into the game, and then it said, "Oh, servers having issues. Uh, we're taking away control." So I couldn't move around. I just yeah. stood there looking at the campsite. And so I paused it and exited, and then I went in and it found a different world, and I was able to, I was able to play. You know, I, I, other I, than that, I have had no server issues. Just I the normal. Who, hmm? I just don't know who the game is for. People I don't like. Me. I don't understand who asked for it. Nobody. Everyone who said they wanted Fallout Four with their friends. So, but it's not Fallout Four with your friends. It's like, yeah, it wants to be. It does. And it's it's trying to be New Vegas with its story, it seems like, at least from what I've seen. So so here's part of the problem that I've had is that um I ended up like I was wandering around and it had to do with the solo you're not able to play solo. I'm wandering around and these turrets start shooting me. So instinctively I'm like, I'm gonna start shooting this these turrets. Well, because I killed the turret and it was a player owned turret. Then you were it in gave, PvP. It gave me a wanted level. So I then had to fend off people trying to kill me the whole time. And I went in and did a quest. And when I got out from the quest, I logged into the, the outside area. And somebody was just standing there that was 20 levels higher than me and killed me immediately. So it was it was stupid. That was stupid. But I am actually having fun with the game. I... I'm not taking it too seriously. If it if it had been like a thirty dollar maybe, yeah, like spinoff then, title that it, then maybe I'd be more forgiving. That makes sense. But just that it's it's so much a blatant cash grabby piece of shit that Garbage. that they just kind of threw out with the whole idea of we'll make it better later. It's a live service. Please buy the microtransactions. Yeah. Which the microtransactions are the most offensive thing. I've like, seen those. Even even if the, the servers had been like the worst fucking online game launch ever, I'd still be more offended by the fact that it's eight dollars for an outfit. Yeah. Now you can get those points within the game. And um, and I don't know if this has changed, but um be, during the beta at least. Uh, the rate was something like 15 minutes or something like that for one atom. I don't know. It, it might be it, that. I haven't checked the rate. I'll just be going through and playing the game. And it'll be like, yeah, you just it, did. You just killed an Assaultron. You get 10 atom. Like, yeah, like like overall, the the rough estimation, according to one video I saw, 
was that you, you basically get an atom every 15 minutes. So you'd have to play for God knows how many fucking hours to, get to be able to, to get yeah. an outfit. That makes sense. So let's move on to some stories. Uh, talk. Stop complaining about games, and we'll start complaining about game companies. So I believe this is Nintendo. Remember they're suing people for some reason? Uh, yeah. Because of ROM sites, they decided that oh, they were going yeah. to sue Love Retro, and they ended up getting twelve million two hundred thirty thousand dollars in a settlement. So all this, all this makes me want to do is just torrent every Nintendo game ever made. I already have them. Just to, I'll give them to you. Actually, actually, I have I have almost all of them on a on an SD card in a Wii somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I have them on my computer. So, yeah, uh, I have all. I also own all the games legally. By the way, I have purchased every Nintendo. All game. of them. All of them. Yeah, <laughs> even Cheetah Man. Cheetah Man. Yep, Cheetah Man Two. So, Torrent Freak, or I'm sorry, Torrent Freak is reporting that Nintendo got a settlement. So they were suing for 100 million dollars or something like that, and they ended up getting 12.2 million dollars, which. How is I don't think Love Retro or the the site that they were suing. I it just boggles my mind that they would have twelve million dollars to give to Nintendo. You know what I mean? Yeah, that seems a Do little they? crazy, especially for Nintendo. That's 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 drops in the bucket at that point, ain't it? Yeah, they have five hundred yeah, billion it's, dollars in the bank or something like that. It's obviously just them. Like doing what they wanted to do in the first place, which was just shut down the site. Yeah, they just want to shut down and the they site. They want to dissuade anybody else from daring to host any of their precious, precious intellectual property. Yeah, it says at the very end of this article from TechSpot, it says ultimately the couple may end up paying a much smaller sum, which is what I'm thinking is going to happen. I certainly hope so. Like that's twelve, a lot of money a- for two people. That is a lot of money for two people. Hopefully they won the lottery or something and we're like, let's open a retro gaming site. <laughs> like this the is American silly. dream. This is <laughs> silly to me to have. I I don't know. I understand suing to get the site taken down. I don't. Well, OK, let, let's say you're the owner of the intellectual intellectual property. Uh, it, it yeah, makes I would sense. go. Oh, they're not really making a big impact on me because I'm Nintendo and I release thirty-year-old games for five dollars each. And I and I agree with you on that that statement, but you're not a capitalist pig, right? Yeah, and so Nintendo, I I can see that they want their IP protected, and I could see them saying, "Hey, shut the site down," but. Suing for actual money, these guys aren't making money off of these free downloads, other than a little bit of ads, which I'm going to tell you, the ads probably add up to a couple hundred dollars a month. They they probably don't get a ton of ad revenue from that site. At least that's just what I'm thinking. Apparently, uh, according to this random asshole in the comments, uh, posted on uh, US servers which is uh, the main reason why this could even happen in the first place, because they were stupid and hosted it on U.S. servers, which you should never do if you're doing anything illegal. Yeah, you host them on, what, uh, 
uh, Swedish servers. I don't. I don't know. Is it yeah, Sweden? Yeah, Swed- Swedish. Is that where uh, the Pirate Bay a- SE right? Yeah. The Pirate yeah. Bay dot SE. Yeah. So uh, Sweden or something. I don't know. Somebody tell us where we're supposed to host our illegal torrent sites. Additionally, just as an aside, just put it out there. Don't use any U.S.-based VPNs either. Private internet access, don't use them. Do not use them. No. You will regret it if you do anything illegal on there. Don't you're do also anything. not. Yeah, you're. You're. You basically have no privacy compared to normal. Yeah. Like, like you've got enough to keep the the guy across across the table at Starbucks from from snooping on your shit, but you're not hiding anything from the government. Well, and and even even still, what they do is they will end up going and uh, like say you do do something illegal, and the government's like, "Hey, this person downloaded this video," and then they'll be like, "Oh yeah, here's his name." That's what yeah. the that's what the that VPN will do. They'll they'll hand over the name and stuff. Uh, if you are really going to, if you're gonna like uh, do anything illegal, I recommend. Uh, Tor, use Tor. So yeah, it works. Works. It's it's better. It's it's better than a US based VPN. Uh, I'll, I'll right. say that much. Right. So anyway, let's move on to the next story, which is another update. Why 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 is AT and T and Verizon and Cox and Comcast and Warner Brothers? Why are they so bad? AT American. The the title from Ars Technica is AT AT&T CEO State Net Neutrality and Privacy Laws are a total disaster for our I I think he ended that with for our profits. I think yeah. that's that would make sense. Yeah. So a little recap is that California California is is now. I also make that joke. <laughs> did you just reference the wizard? I did. I did. Nathan, uh, what the fuck? California. California. <laughs> yes. What is wrong with all of us? Why do we all know that? <laughs> because we were children. Well, I was going to say we were children in the late 80s, early 90s, but you weren't. I'm I was kind of a child in the early 90s. Um. So, anyway. I, I just watched. Uh, I don't know, somebody. Somebody did a review of it. Yeah. On that guy with the glasses. Yeah, I think that guy with the glasses. Oh, wait. Uh, I know. Didn't the Angry Video James Game James Ralph did one, yeah. Yeah. APGN's got one. Yeah. Anyway, so in California, they passed a net neutrality law for the state, which basically dictates that they can't throttle you and blah. blah. Well, they, they can throttle you, but they don't have... Um, anti-competitive practices where they have a fast lane for certain people or certain websites. And the thing they said they weren't going to do. Yeah. The thing that they're like, no, we're totally not going to do that, but you should totally give us the ability to do that. Um, and they are very, very not, the, the companies are very not happy with California right now. So, um, it says here, there are a number of states that are now passing their own legislation around privacy and the way net neutral the and by the way net neutrality uh 
what would be a total disaster for the technology and innovation innovation you see happening in Silicon Valley and somewhere else is to pick our head and have 50 different sets of rules for companies trying to operate in the United States. So basically, what they're saying is, you know what would have been way better is if we had federal net neutrality. <laughs> Which they, this is something that, that, that kills me, is how many times have you heard the, the, the politicians make the argument of, well, we're, we're for states' rights, so what we should have is we should have states' rights and states making their own laws based around these things. And then when something like this comes up, net neutrality comes up, and they're like, we want to have states' rights, the, those same politicians are like, no, that's anti-competitive. So how many times have you heard, heard them say that? Are you still there, guys? No, this is you're the only one here now. Oh, okay. It's just me. Just you. I hear like a weird noise in the background because I think my my roommate's doing something stupid. Sounds great for the podcast. I'm sure it does. Anyway, so so apparently net neutrality would be a total disaster because then what we'll have is we'll have each state having their own net neutrality laws. Hmm. I wonder how we can remedy this, guys. Uh, maybe not, maybe we... not fucking around with things like net neutrality and treating things like basic internet access and privileges to data the way that they should be, which is non-discriminatory. Yeah, they should be seen as... No, uh... obviously, we just need to let the free market regulate itself. God damn it, Clinton. I told him he's not allowed on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this is the point where our friend Clinton comes in and says, well, I don't want the state looking into my, my internet, let alone the government. Why should they be <laughs> regulating that? And that's because if they don't, Comcast and AT&T and all these other shitty people will. Okay, so so here's always my my thing about it is, yes, that is an argument that they will make. But how many times, like we use telephones all the time. That means it's just regulated like a utility. And so it should be regulated like a utility. What they had before was Title II regulation on it which made it the same class of regulation as a telephone service so like with telephones what title two does and cell phones to uh, to that fact as well is it says okay i'm calling verizon you can't cut the connection like it can't be a lower quality if i call somebody on a different carrier you have to offer the same service across everyone and that's all net neutrality was basically supposed to do and that's why AT&T Verizon Comcast and all of them hate net neutrality is because they want to screw over the customer and say oh well Google uh, is pissing me off and we're launching our own search service so we're going to make results from Google show up uh, 30, 30% slower or something like that and see what happens. See if it drives people to go to our service. And again, during the time that net neutrality was being debated, the those same politicians that I was talking about earlier, they said, "Oh no, no, that they won't do that. Like that's there's no history of that happening." And then, you know, everyone comes out and they're like, "Bitch, there's 
several attempts, there's several like instances of them doing exactly what we were talking about. The it's silly and stupid, and net neutrality is great, and that's one of the main reasons we need to get this uh, right wing regime out of office is because they want to screw you over. Anyway, that's my that's my rant for the day. Um, how, how are you guys doing? I mean, I'm not sure if, who to trust. I can't trust the government. I can't trust the businesses. Why can't I just make my own internet, Nathan? Uh, you can, actually. Do you have billions of dollars? Yeah, I actually... Here, let me get it out of my pocket. Oh, if you had billions of dollars, why am I still paying for my website? You should be helping me. Um, okay, we're going to switch over and we're going to talk about Aroa for a second. Um, man marries anime hologram of Hatsune Miku. Now, this story's Wait, a lot of fun. hologram this time? Yeah. Yeah, just okay. uh, so it's actually a Japanese. What? Uh, there was another guy who married a DS. Yeah, that's the, yeah. Usually, usually they do like an actual thing, not just. Oh, yeah, he has a little plushie. That's pretty. That's that's good. <laughs> yeah, uh, he used the plushie to uh, what do they say? Authenticate the ceremony. Yeah. Uh, what is that? Akihiko Kondo, thirty-five-year-old uh, Tokyo school administrator. What? <laughs> just, just stop <laughs> right there. The man we trust to overlook our children. <laughs> well, you know what? It's still better than American public schools. Um, oh my god, he married a gate box. A yeah. what? A what? What? The projected hologram. There's a part in the article that's like, although the hologram couldn't be used to put the ring on. This, I didn't know that you suffice. could get Miku in a gate box. The company that called Gate. So, so, so we'll, 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 I'll read through this. A company called Gatebox produces a 2,800 Miku hologram desktop device. Since Kondo was oh, unable to place they just the wedding added ring, Miku in August. Since he was unable to add the wedding wedding ring, you know, physically because it's a hologram, uh, and he couldn't put on the fi- the the hologram's finger, he used a Miku plushie as a stand-in at the ceremony. He even took the doll to the jewelry store, the score to the jewelry store to get the right size ring. It uh it fits around the doll's wrist. What? <laughs> Kondo invited his mother to his two million yen, seventeen thousand dollar wedding ceremony but she refused to attend uh, as a normal person would uh she does not approve of the marrying of a fictional woman she wants him to meet and fall in love with a real person even though his mom did not show up 40 other guests did uh witness the spectacle kondo has no interest in forming a relationship with a real woman and he has trouble meeting girls for the uh, most of his life well you and me both buddy uh kondo has in school, girls would say "drop dead, creepy otaku." Wait, what? Isn't yeah. that what? What does otaku mean, actually? Otaku is. I mean, the article says it pretty accurately that it, it means nerd, nerd or, or geek. geek. Okay, but it is explicitly a negative term. Like we we tend to use it not so negatively here. Yeah, but it is. It is definitely a negative term. It is usually applied to boys who are heavily into anime or computers. So, yeah, I mean, it fits us, actually. 
Later in life, he claims that female co-workers bullied him to the point that he had a nervous breakdown. Miku was the one he would turn to for comfort. Miku-san is the woman I love and also... uh, Sorry. Love a lot and also... (laughs) I can't do it. Miku-san is the woman I love a lot and also the one who saved me. Uh, I'm just reading through this entire article from TechSpot. This is hilarious. Although his marriage is not legally recognized, Kondo does not care. In his eyes, she is his wife, and he will remain loyal to her. I am in love with the whole concept of Hatsune Miku. I have never cheated on her. I, I've always been in love with Miku-san. Uh, even, so... he, he even has a marriage certificate issued by Gatebox stating that he... Human and virtual character have wed beyond dimensions. As bizarre and crazy as Kondo's story sounds, he is not the only one to fall in love with the, with that particular character. Uh, Gatebox said it, it has issued 3,700 certificates, although Kondo is reportedly the first to have the actual wedding ceremony. Wow. That's a lot of people so, marrying light. Um, the article doesn't talk about what Gatebox actually is. And I would like to I would like to talk about it because me and uh, some of my acquaintances on the Monster Girl Island uh, Discord. Yeah, yeah, you're getting a gatebox. Discussed. I fucking I get it. You're getting a gatebox. No, I I don't want to. Uh, no, it, they're like three thousand dollars. No, they're um, they are um twenty eight hundred dollars. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so basically, what it is is um. They're like a virtual assistant type thing, but okay. their entire purpose is to act like a digital girlfriend. Oh, okay, so, okay. So they text you while you're at work or out and about. Um, they ask you how your day is going. They greet you when you come home, and and, and all that. They're just they're also they happen to be relegated to a small cylinder that sits on a table or or whatever. Okay, so that's what a gatebox is. So yep. it's it's like Surrey, but it has a face, and you can make it be like, "Hey, how you doing, honey?" Yeah. Okay. Um, so basically, this is indicative of how fucked Japan is, and I don't mean that they're like, "Wow, Japan's so messed up; they're weird." No, no, no. I like, mean, I, I get like, it. I get it. Society in Japan is. Yeah, this is like people people often talk about how, you know, well, Japan, Japan has child porn talking about Lollicon and and like tentacle porn and all that stuff. The, The thing is, the reason that shit exists is because the government fucking outlawed nudity. Yeah, they 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 outlawed and like. Any of that's why whenever you watch Japanese porn, the genitals are all censored out, is because they're not allowed to show that anywhere. It is illegal, and that's fucked up. You know the right wingers listening to the podcast like, yeah, we should outlaw porn. This is this is what happens when you outlaw pornography. You you fucking distort your your people. Well, well, like they they, they, you break them. (laughs) So so I. I kind of feel bad for this guy. I think this guy needs therapy, honestly. Like yeah, he's, he's one of help. many Japanese men who who need yeah. therapy. Like it, I like, mean, like, how many times have 
Like, like, let's say Connor. How many times have you been, like, you're, like, interested in a girl and you go up and you're like, hey, you want to go out? And she's like, I like girls. Um, like, lately? I could think of, like, six times. <laughs> That's just their go-to response. Um, but, yeah, like, like, how many times have we, like, all of us been rejected for being a nerd? Like, I've been rejected multiple times for being too short. Um, but I, 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 I seem to cope with it pretty okay. Um, usually Honestly, I just make I've, a snide I've comment. I've only been rejected like a few, like a handful of times ever. Yeah, yeah, I... yeah. You're you're sexy. We get it. Aro well, is the <laughs> William Riker of our podcast. It's mainly it's mainly uh, that you know you can't lose if you don't play. Oh, okay, okay. So I mean, uh, I've been I've been rejected quite a bit. Um, I'm sure Connor has as well. Yeah, once or twice or more. It's <laughs> just a, a little bit more. <laughs> but like but like we handle it and we go okay that sucks and then we we move on and this guy and i I get it i kind of get it like he doesn't want like relationships or even trying to get relationships is hard the thing is also in japan even the the whole like relationship between man and woman is fundamentally different compared to what it is here uh one one aspect of that is, you. I'm assuming you've both watched hentai. Have, uh, have no, I've seen hentai, but I haven't. Like, I haven't. Okay, it's you not know, something I watch on Japanese yeah. porn in general. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll often see women in those react by going, "Oh no, don't do that! Don't touch me there! Oh, stop!" So, but, but yeah, you might think that that's fetishizing rape or or otherwise like creating some kind of weird fantasy and that doesn't actually happen with real japanese women that's the thing is that's what is expected yeah China. yeah they have like a a weird sense of guilt about sex because it's, of how well, it, and it's it's meant to be that like the woman is supposed to go well, no, I don't want to do that. And then the guy's supposed to be like, oh, yeah, you do. And the woman's like, well, okay. Like, they don't have a whole, like, yeah, I know we, we don't we don't always do the whole no means no thing here in America, but, you know, we're working on it. They really, they we don't really need to. They yeah. don't even fucking have that at all over there. No doesn't mean no over there. No means maybe over there. I mean, I, I, again, you're generalizing, um, but I'm not. I mean, you are, but that's it's it. it that I, like, I'm, that I'm, is I'm part not, of Japanese I'm culture, not, though. I'm not disagreeing. Why? That's why, like, molestation on trains is such a problem. They're getting better. Don't, they are. Don't, that's what don't I'm get saying. Me wrong. Yeah. They're trying to improve on that, but it's so ingrained in their society. That's that's why it's such a big problem. I mean, the women in general are shit upon. Yeah, in some cases, literally over in Japan. I've seen those like yeah. constantly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, that's I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Scat. Yeah. yeah I don't no. Like it. No, no, I'm not into it. that. No. Anyway, um, I, I, I let's go back to the story. I still I feel bad for this guy. I think he needs to get some therapy because. I I understand. I've been to the point quite a few times where I'm just like, I don't even want to try anymore. Like, I don't want to... Trying to get relationships, it's 
really difficult. Like finding somebody who's interested in you and then spending time with them and then eventually uh like you're you ask them out or you've been going out and you either break up or or they're just like, Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not interested in you in that way. Like it it's kind of draining when when you have that happen over and over and over again. And if this guy has had that happen over and over and over again, he needs to, I would say, uh look at different girls or get therapy and get get through it. Like cause cause marrying one of these Hatsune Miku holograms, a little bit weird, a little bit weird, and I would say he he needs to find somebody else. Like, I mean, looking at him, I see this picture. He looks like a a normal Asian guy, and do you know how many fat nerdy girls over here would like would like to have sex with? a skinny normal looking and Asian guy. So that's <laughs> another problem though is that like overweight women they are a fetish over there, don't get me wrong. Right. But they're they're definitely also possibly more uh looked down upon over there than they are here in those cases. Well, actually, you know, I found out something about that is that not women, but men after a certain age, I think it's 30 or something like that. Um, you, you go into the, you go in for your yearly physical and they, they check how big your waist is. And if you're too fat, you have to pay an additional tax. Oh my God. I think I have heard of fat tax before, which I think is amazing. Honestly, but in in a way it's not a bad idea. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of demonizing being fat. But that's uh, a lot of insurance companies do that in America now. I mean, they did that before. Like they did. They do it but less now, actually. In uh, like where I work, if you if you go through this fitness program uh, as part of your insurance benefits. Yeah, it cuts your premium in half. Oh, yeah. It does that at my uh, not my work. But when I worked at Consumer Cellular, it did the same thing. Like they were when I was there. It wasn't. The hell they didn't have that. They just covered everyone, which was and nice. Like, like uh, they covered everyone with pretty decent insurance. Uh, like Humana, Humana um, gives you a free Apple Watch. Oh, that's pretty uh, cool. And they and they just have the stipulation that you got to wear it all the fucking time, and then they they have to monitor your your fitness. Yeah. So let's move on. Let's move on to another story that's a little less embarrassing, and it's. Another one from TechSpot says, Women accused of remotely wiping her iPhone after it was seized as evidence. Oof. Which I think is awesome. So, the they the cops came. They were looking for... Uh, so, there's a guy who's accused of driving the shooting... Or the woman was accused of driving the shooting suspect from the scene shortly after 4.30 p.m. Uh, and then she concealed the shooter's identity in driving the suspect from the scene she also helped remove the gun used in the crime police are that's what the police are saying and so they took her phone for evidence that's the the lady's name is uh ms grant or whatever and as it was in there for evidence i guess she didn't want people to see her i messages or text messages to this person and so while it was in evidence, the police officers made the mistake of not turning the phone off, 
she should always do by the way turn if you're if you're gonna seize for evidence an iphone or something you turn the phone off and pop out the sim card that makes sense or at least put it in a faraday bag yeah i can't believe they didn't do that what uh is that just like a lead bag or something yeah it's black like rf frequency or something like that yeah it makes it so it doesn't get any signal okay so they didn't do that. Um, actually, my phone has an eSIM. So if it gets stolen or anything, there's no way for them to take out the SIM card. So that's pretty cool. Anyway, um, she while it was in there, she ended up going onto her computer using, you know, find my iPhone and remotely wiping the device so that the police officers couldn't see what was going on. So, uh, which is bad, know, you know, by the way. Yeah, that's um, I've I've always been an advocate for fuck the police, right? And all that, right? Yeah, yeah. You love Flava Flav. Well, Got it. In this particular situation, you done fucked up. <laughs> yes. You, th- that's that's called destruction of evidence, and uh, you know that whole Fifth Amendment thing. Well, it's uh, not kind of you. You kind of done screwed yourself with that. It's not destruction of evidence. So it says here, the alleged wipe, uh, wiping took place on October 24th, a little over 24 hours after the shooting. Grant was arrested on my birthday, November 2nd, and charged with two counts of tampering with physical evidence and one count of hindering prosecution. Uh, one of the tampering charges which can result in a 20-year sentence when connected to serious crimes, it's relating to, related to the phone erasing. So she could get upwards, and she won't, uh, but she could get upwards of 20 years in prison for this. Yeah, I, I, as, mu- as much as I much as I hate most law enforcement, yeah. don't, don't wipe your phone after now, they took it. Now here's that- what, what uh, Daniel Smalls, <laughs> I love his name, Daniel Smalls, uh, he's the lawyer for Ms. Grant, and he says that she wasn't involved in the shooting and never wiped the phone, adding that his client is not tech savvy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, to be fair, she's can, using an Apple product. You don't need to be tech savvy. That's true. And you, you can also just subpoena Apple, and right. <laughs> that will that, that they'll be able to tell you whether or not she wiped the phone remotely. Well, and it says here... Um, at the very last paragraph, it says, seeing as Apple implemented a mystery fix in iOS 12 that blocked the gray keys password cracking abilities, a remote wipe night might not have done anything because it's not like the police could actually get the information off anyway. That too. And they, you're not required if you don't, they, you're not required to put in your password to unlock your phone. Nope. If... Um, because it could be like the fifth amendment. Like you, you don't yep, have to do that. It, um, the, there violation. are other ways. There are other ways. Like say you have, um, like an iPhone X and they, they hold up the phone to your face and it unlocks. Yep. That's why you just got to press the power button five times before you hand it to them. Yeah. Um, or, uh, like, uh, what was it? Fingerprint oh. sense, sensor. Or, or if it sits there for more than 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed like. If I re or you re I would reboot my phone first. No, no, you can you can just press it five times and it does the same thing on iPhones. 
Right. I don't know if it does that on Android. It doesn't. Oh, okay. So I would just reboot my phone. I'd be like, here you go. Reboot. Yeah. Just turn turn your phone off before you hand it to him if you have an Android phone. Yeah. And and then because if you even if you have a fingerprint scanner, it will it will require you to put in a code. Yep. So I know people who like have used like twelve or fourteen digit codes. I'm just like, dude. Mine is twenty seven. Twenty-seven. Twenty twenty-nine? He's counting. The uh, number does there's not a number that goes that high, actually. Didn't we warn Aroa about counting on the show? It takes too long. Seventeen. <laughs> Seventeen, okay. See, I only have four because I'm lazy. And, and I, know, um, I know I know it's not bad. Numbers. My mine is mine is text. Oh I have to type a full sentence to get into my a phone. A full sentence. Written yeah. it has the best podcast. Um How'd you know? Yeah. Uh, let's move on. This is a story that Aroa brought up, and it's from Digital Trends. Uh, why don't you read through this, Aroa? Is this the PlayStation Classic thing? Yes, it is. So, um, you you might have heard of this little dingly do called the PlayStation Classic. It's uh Sony's answer to Nintendo's cash grab uh, of the Nintendo Classic and uh, SNES Classic. So it's a uh, it's a little little arm box that uh, plays old PlayStation games, and I was excited about it because I was like, "Oh boy, it'll have a Sony created emulator, so it'll be perfect." And then we can hack it and put whatever ROMs we want on there. And it turns out it runs a uh, PCSX rearmed which is a free and open source emulator that's been around since like the nineties. And, uh, you know, yeah, 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 it's great. So this is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. It, Sony couldn't even be bothered to create their own emulator, which uh, t- to be fair, if this is a project that's available to you, I can't blame them yeah. for just taking it and using that in this product. But uh, <laughs> Like, like Nintendo uh, wrote the, Nintendo wrote their own emulator for Nintendo's uh, They did. for the NES and the SNES classics. Like they yeah. they went through and they to be fair, uh they're they're like I know the later games like N64 still the emulation for N64 sucks. Yep. But like for the NES and SNES, the emulation has been rock solid for the last 20 years. Yeah, like, and Hell, so there, there are fucking DOS uh, NES emulators that work great. Yeah, so. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm just a little surprised that Sony did this, but also not really surprised that they did this. You, you have to, you have to figure this is the company that whenever, um, whenever Microsoft said they were doing backwards compatibility with the 360 on the uh, on the Xbox One. Yeah. Uh, one some executive with Sony said, "I don't know how they're doing it. We I don't know. know. We don't know how to emulate things." Yeah, that that's more or less what that means is that they... the way we did emulate backwards compatibility with the PlayStation Three was literally put a PlayStation Two in there. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like the the closest that they did with uh, with this before was the PlayStation One emulator on later era PS3s. 
Yeah, that was that was software emulation. But I bet you that they basically just did it. Like they they just they wrote just used... like a they, they might have just like ported PCSX to the fucking PowerPC architecture or some shit. That is amazing, by the way. I so so what what we're saying is don't buy this. First off, yeah. the game the game selection's not good. There's a couple good. There's a couple gems on there, um, like siphon filter, siphon filter, um, Final Fantasy, like you know the 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 normal ones that you would expect. But they needed. They didn't have Crash. They didn't have Spyro, which I understand why because Crash and Spyro just had their trilogies come out. But those are two games that I think needed to be on there. Was at least and, Crash, and, at least Crash one, and at least Spyro one. And the thing is, they didn't. They didn't put an analog stick controller on it. They need. So, yeah, that's another thing they needed to do because they needed that so you could play fucking Ape Escape. Exactly. But like, I, I don't. That's another thing I don't. I will never understand is why they're using just the old style controllers. Maybe they had. Like, just a huge warehouse full of those controllers. They're like, you know what we can do? We're going to put a USB cord on this these babies and get, chip them out. Basically. Um, like, I... I... I uh, at, at this point, you could just buy... I, I bet. You think, a, you think a Raspberry Pi would be able to run PlayStation games okay? Raspberry Pi uh, B+. Plus, they can run them okay. They're not great. Um, but I think there, there are some more powerful ones, like the Orange Pie or the Bugle Bone. Like the, the ones that are mo- a little bit more powerful that are like 60 or 70 bucks, yeah, those could those, run. Those could do it. Yeah, those could run the PS1 emulator super easy. Like and... the only reason to get this at this point is because you want the shell. That's, right. that's pretty much it. Because right. also they did the same bullshit thing that uh the NES and SNES classic did, which is you have to get up and walk across the room to reset the, the console. Yeah. You can't you can't just do like a button combination, even though that was something that was added through hacking later on both of those. Well, yeah, and uh, and um I have a Raspberry Pi. And I have some emulators on it with only games that I own legally on there. Good. And uh, I press, you just press start and select and it brings you to the main menu. Yep. Because that's that's what you should do. Even older games like Final Fantasy IX, if you pressed a button combination, it would reset the game. Um, and, and like if you have to change discs in a game, like in Final Fantasy... Uh, you have to get up, walk across the room, and press the eject button. That is amazing, and, and it and it starts up a disc selection menu. That is fantastic. I and love it's it. cool, but at the same time, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> I got better things to do. So what we're saying is, thing... build a hundred dollar computer. Done. Yeah, is it? It, it it's made me like kind of want to build like a tiny emulation machine and well actually i was i was looking i was looking at that um 
the Live Gamer HD2 that's only $99 right now. And I was thinking about building a second computer that uh, would be my stream computer. Well, now you could do both. Right. Well, actually, I might not do that. Um, We have some computers we're throwing out at work. And one of them, I don't know what processor's in there, but we've ordered them before at a previous job I had, and they had the 2600U in there. Which is a, a underclock twenty six hundred, which is still a decent processor. Yeah, and uh, I think it would be pretty good for streaming. Honestly, I, ju- awesome. if if I was just just using that for game capture and streaming, what was that? I'm trying to think. What's the one? The one that like was all over the place a couple of weeks ago. Oh, the um, the Xeon. Is no, that what you're no, thinking no. Of? I mean the the single board PC. Oh, the that... single board PC. Uh, oh, um, the Latte, Latte Panda. Yeah, that's that. It's two hundred and fifty bucks. Uh, okay. Yeah, I would. Oh, I would love to get one of those though. Um, you can that, actually that hook up a full size graphics card to it. Yeah, I saw people putting ten fifties in it. And it has an integrated Arduino. I didn't know that. That's yeah. really neat. It really is. I would love one of those for like retro gaming. That could run a PlayStation 1 emulator easy. Yeah, that, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, like the only thing it can't really do is like hardcore gaming. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you could use that as a stream box. You could use that for an emulation machine. And yeah. it's fucking tiny. Well, I was thinking about getting one of those. Like if I had the money. I would get one of those and um I would then take that and run like a Plex server off of it. It would be great yeah. for a Plex server. I, I saw um I saw a video of turning the Latte Panda into an emulation box. Oh yeah. And there there's some really fucking cool uh UIs that you can get that yeah. like it, it it's like uh it's like those multi arcade machines that you see some, some Oh yeah places. yeah yeah I have that it's retro uh retroarch You uh, can use uh, retroarch for retroarch? I think so. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what they use or they use a like a variation of the same thing like just a different front end. Uh, cuz yeah, I've seen I've seen front ends that look like the cross media bar. Yeah. Uh and and stuff like that like Yeah, that'd be badass. Yeah, and I know the Raspberry Pi can play um, some PlayStation games at full speed, but like any of the really intensive ones, like Tekken Three, is going to have so well, a little bit of slowdown. The Latte Panda also isn't ARM based; it's x86. It Which runs is, a full yeah. on Intel CPU. Uh, I the want same one. CPU I want to say as in the uh, MacBook, not not the MacBook Pro or the MacBook Air, but the MacBook. I just I um, want one. Give me give me it, one for my birthday. No. You have time. You can save up. No. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our last story, which is something that Connor wanted to talk about. So, Connor, can you please go through this story? Sure thing. So this comes from the XDA Developers Forum. The idea is that Samsung will be limiting just how long that you could use free themes uh, from Android Pie onwards. So according to a pop-up message that showed up in the theme store that 
Samsung hosts on their devices, Samsung will be limiting free theme uses to just 14 days with Android Pie. And what that means is that you'll only be able to use a free theme for 14 days. After that, the theme's going to automatically be reverted to the default theme that Samsung will have you uh, use at that point. What they're going to do is they're going to notify the user of the change a day before and then 10 minutes before. And after that, if there was a theme that you liked that you saw on the, the, the free theme store, can't use it anymore. Samsung won't let you do it. Got to turn around and use an app, a paid app at that point. Now, this isn't the first time I personally have experienced issues with Samsung having themes. Back when I had the Galaxy X6, I used to use this theme that somebody had, which is it makes that your background all the bosses and fights from Earthbound. Updated my phone one day and I couldn't use that anymore. Samsung had basically forbidden it and said, hey, if you want to have a nice theme, you got to give us like 12 bucks. Screw that. Uh, I have a Samsung Gear S3. There's some free themes out there that I happen to like, but if I want to use like some of the nice ones or the ones people have modded or uh, animated, you got to pay like five, six bucks. I ain't doing that. Basically, what Samsung is saying now is even if they're free, even if the developer has created this and put it on the market for people to have and they're not worried about the cost, Samsung is like, hey, well, you know, we get a cut of that market experience. And if you're going to not pay for that, we're not going to let you do that anymore. And what Samsung's responses to this is that they say they want to make sure talented theme designers get reimbursed for their work. And apparently they don't know it's possible to make paid themes. But if the designer wanted to charge for the theme, they could have done so themselves. And whatever they want to say, Samsung would still be cut in. Just the fact that they're not getting anything from this, Samsung's really trying to put their foot into the process and make sure it doesn't happen anymore. It's a very strange decision. And again, you keep in mind that these are free themes. There's no way for the user to purchase the theme or to unlock a full version. They're just there as is, as free. That's what I was saying, yeah. And you could find a free theme that you like, and once those 14 days are over... Doesn't matter. Can't use it no more. And it's a strategy, obviously, to increase theme download and profit at the end of the day for the capitalist shwills at shwills at XTA developers. Shills? That's shills. the one I was going for. It's, this is this is a pretty aggressive strategy, though. Users are going to hate the change. I know I hated the change even before it was implemented, just with what they limited on me being able to do just by the choices of what was out there. They've started off saying, no, you can only use our stuff. And now they're saying you can't even use some of our stuff. Give us more money. Appears that not everything about Android Pie and Samsung is going to be good. Yeah, no, well, I, I like Android is... Pie. I, I've had Android Pie for the last few months, but... Well, do you have an Android device? I do have an Android device. No, you have, device. A, you have a Pixel, don't you? I have a Pixel, yeah. Right, I, don't, you... I don't get themes. I just have base stuff, but this is stupid. Like that, if, with, if with the they... photo of Nathan next to his, 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 his light wife. My light wife? From your light box. I don't have a light box because I don't... Actually, I do have the money for that. Mm. <laughs> mm. No. I would don't. 100% get one of those if I had that much disposable income. Nope. I'm using all my spare money to go to Japan. Like, if I was, if I was unmarried and, like, just totally alone in my house, I would have so much money that that I would just blow on things that would make any regular person depressed <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually a, a a cure for your depression so yeah exactly yeah. i mean so it, this that's is... the thing if, if katie ever like dies or leaves me or whatever then i'll which I'll, is a possibility I'll make myself happy with with a virtual miku Bo- both of the, both of those are our possibilities 
They are. Yeah. They are. They really yeah. are. Uh, but but let's go back to Samsung. That's stupid. Uh, fuck Samsung. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Samsung. Yeah, you should be able. First off, they make phones that blow up, apparently, <laughs> and now they're getting rid of the free themes. So if my phone's gonna catch on fire, at least let me use a free theme for more than two weeks. And they, I understand why they're doing this, which is why it makes me even more upset because they're just doing it to make money. All they're doing is they're like, we want you to buy themes and not use the themes that you can't buy. So I think what this is going to do is this is going to increase the number of really, really cheap themes. So instead of having a free theme, you'll have a lot of $1 themes just popping up. Yeah, exactly. And and probably the main reason that this even came up was some executive went, where are all this money going? And and they went, well, uh, we got to keep the, the theme store open for all, with all the free themes. And they go, why, why the free themes? And well, I mean, some people don't want to, don't want to sell that. They, they need to sell. We make money. And and then they they changed it. I was really so hoping... Nathan. You were saying we got kicked off iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping we get through one podcast without a a terrible, terrible impersonation. Racist, frankly, yeah, frankly, it's a racist segment. <laughs> yeah, b- bad. This bad. Yeah, all I'm saying is that Korea is one of the worst places in the world. No, no, it's great. Well, North Korea isn't that good, but South, South Korea is South Korea is awful. Uh, I might go there. It's awful. I might go there. Don't go there. But I want to eat dog meat. You could well, do that up. like anywhere. Also, yes, let's address the real issue. That's pretty fucked up, man. How? Dogs are too good for us. I like dogs, but I would I would rather see you eat people before I see you eat dog meat. I do that in Fallout all the time. Cannibalism is the best perk. You're gonna get guru, man. I'm gonna what? Get guru. What's that? It's a disease that you get when you eat people. Oh, in real life. Does, does it turn you into a Wendigo? Yeah, that's what happens in uh in uh that dead Native not dead American by daylight. Folklore? Until dawn. Until dawn. Yes, I played that. I I got the reference. I just uh the guy from the guy from uh Agents of Shield turns into a Wendigo. That's what happens, right? Cuz you can eat people. I don't know. I never even I never even got to that point. I did kill a lot what of Wendigo. What the fuck is Agents of Shield? Uh, it's a show. A Netflix show. How no, did we not. get from like fuck Samsung to eating people? By the way, I'm, I missed something. Eating people is way less offensive than whatever Aroa was doing two minutes ago. I I would like to see uh, I would like to see somebody give me free apps, and if they don't, then they have to eat people. Okay. So take take that into consideration, Samsung. I'm sorry. What was that? So at least I didn't say no. ground eye at any point. Oh, good. Thank you. Uh, I'm I'm calling it. I'm calling it. You can find us on iTunes for the time for, being. For a very short time. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Google Play for a short time. Stitcher tuned in. All at Reeton Podcast. Just look up Reeton Podcast. You'll find it. And uh, thank you for being here, Connor. Hey, somebody has to not make racist comments. Yeah, and you were here, Oroa. You buy theme. <laughs> buy theme right now. Oh, no. I'm leaving. I'm, but bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> he left.